podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four Club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Celebrating in the streets in Lubbock. Wow. Because Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship. This is the Tortillas and Takes podcast powered by Guns Up Nation. You're on the horn with Jeremy Gillen, and I've got with me producer extraordinaire, Dylan Smythe. Dylan, are you having a good Tuesday? Let's, uh, Jeremy, let's get this thing started off right. Just kidding. I'm not going to do a Raider power, but we're talking Joey <laughs> McGuire today. Uh, hot off the, his press conference, we're giving us giving out instant reactions. Yeah, instant. I mean, we are fresh off the conference, hopped on the pod. I mean, and you kind of mentioned it. This there's an energy. There's an energy to this Tuesday. Um, so, quick update, everybody. Uh, Joey McGuire has moved to the head coach position. Texas Tech uh, has been at four places now. Um, we can talk about that later. Don't really have to. If you if you don't know anything about Joey McGuire, there are an infinite number of articles, an infinite number of podcasts that have come out in the mere. 24 hours between his announcement and this current moment. Uh, we want to wrap up after his first official presser as Texas Tech head coach. You know, what what is he saying? What is the energy he's bringing? What's this brand stuff that he's talking about? You know, what's going to be different for Texas Tech, or at least how we're feeling about it right now? So uh, let's just open it up real easy and quick. Uh, Dylan, what's what stood out with this uh, press conference? I mean, I think, you know, I, I don't want to draw like, hasty comparisons to the last coach, but I think the one thing that probably excites people the most about Joey McGuire is he loves Texas Tech. He is West Texas tough. He embodies all the things that Texas Tech wants to embody. And so to hear him say that, you know, he's been, he's a unicorn in the coaching space and he's only been in four, you know, he's only been a head coach at two, two high schools and then, you know, five years at Baylor and he's going to die here at Texas Tech. Um, yeah. You know, what a one liner. Uh, yeah. Honestly, it was pretty incredible. And, and I think for people that might get some like Chris Beard PTSD, um, I this was very believable. I, I 100 percent believe him that if he's successful here, he will not leave until unless he is, you know, kicking and screaming on the way out the door like he is here for the long haul. And I think that's probably what excites me the most about this hire. Yeah, loyalty loyalty is big here in West Texas. I think we all recognize that that the Chris Beard PTSD thing is very real. Um, the big difference between those two press conferences is there was excitement in Beard's press conference, but uh, I've never <laughs> in my life uh, seen somebody step up to the podium and the step. He's like, I, I, I got to do this right now, and just step to the side. Like he's been holding on to this Raider Power chant, <laughs> which is the most audacious thing to me. Um, he's been probably holding this since he got on the plane to Lubbock, gets off, comes out, gets ready for his presser, steps up, and he's like, you know what? I got a speech prepared, but let me get this off my chest. And then Raider Powers with a with a room full of people. Honestly, an entirely different energy to this guy. But something that you do bring up is his discussion about you know, being a unicorn in the coaching world, like his resume means that it shows that he is deeply loyal. And I think something that if you listen, you can just go back and listen to the presser is that Matt Rule um, <clears throat> basically has become one of his greatest friends 
but the discussion for him to move from the high school level, which he was having a lot of success as a head coach, um, he was coaching up a lot of D1 talent, uh, to move to the to the collegiate level. I mean, Matt Rule had to meet him and basically convince him that like coming to coach at Baylor would be uh, substantially beneficial for him. And it took any, it wasn't an immediate decision. You know, he had, he obviously went home. He talked about it. He sat on it for a little bit and then makes the move to Baylor. And then what do we see at Baylor? I mean, McGuire ends up staying through, uh, you know, the head coaching change. He basically rebuilds a program twice. I mean, they started one at 11 in his first year comes, you know, and, and, and it's been ever better for Baylor since then. And so what we can see for immediately, is just like the loyalty from this guy. Like, I mean, he brings up going to Spanky. I mean, this is a guy who knows and loves West Texas. He's got stories on stories of, you know, bringing his daughter up here to get settled in, you know, going to talk to Cliff Kingsbury with his son, you know, doing all of these things that I think have kind of set him apart, set him apart uh, for Red Raider fans because the past couple of coaches, I mean, Kingsbury aside, even so, like the amount of energy that I think McGuire is bringing is uh, palpable. I think that we joked about it. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. I feel like we're starting to drink the Kool-Aid. It's it's hard not to drink the Kool-Aid after watching that press conference. I mean, I, I will encourage Texas Tech fans to not get their expectations through the roof because, you know, there is a lack of head coaching experience. But if he brings on the right coordinators, the right people, I will absolutely be drinking the Kool-Aid. And, and it's like I said, it's hard not to after listening to him speak because he is a motivator. He is someone who you can spend 10 minutes with and you would run through a brick wall for. Honestly. And they've got that uh, clip of him, uh, the clip circulating of his pregame speech to his old high school uh, during playoffs that's been making the rounds. Um, he also said, and I want to get your opinion on this, Dylan. Uh, he was mentioning, you know, we're talking about coordinators. And so, and I'm of the belief that uh, a good head coach means that they have really good coordinators around them. You know, if you're a good head coach, you're not doing that much in a game uh, because of how you've set it up. McGuire says that he wants to do it slow and steady and bring in the right coordinators. And as number one coordinator to go, uh, we'll talk about we'll talk about defense first and then we'll switch to offense because I think that's an interesting narrative in itself. But he says he wants to go get the number one defensive coordinator he can. Uh, I don't know what that list looks like for him because he's talking about one who has Big 12 experience as well. But what what is your what is your expectation? Because he says slow and steady. Like, how long does that mean? Because I think you got to have a guy in there before you start really heavily recruiting, right? Uh, yes and no. I think, you know, there's a good chance that whatever coordinator he wants is coaching right now. And hopefully they're coaching a good team and coaching a team to a bowl game. So I don't think you can really, you know, make any kind of arrangements with those coaches until a few weeks from now. Um, I will say he, he has brought in one member of his staff, and that's James Blanchard, I believe is his name. And uh, so he was, you know, a part of the scouting department at Baylor. Uh, he, he worked for Matt Rule uh, in Carolina for a year and apparently is a stud of a guy. So the fact that, he, you know, you look at we already got three recruits last night. And I think part of that is because he brought on a recruiter with him. Not to say that, you know, Joey McGuire didn't do anything because they're three Cedar Hill players. Um, but I think that helps get the ball rolling in terms of recruiting. Um, but, yeah, I think you're right in that or I, I think he's right in that it's going to take some time to get who he wants because who he wants are coaches that are still currently employed. 
Yeah, very true. And so a name that's been floating around in that arena, uh, Mike Saravo, uh, probably unfamiliar to most Texas Tech fans, was actually a linebackers and recruiting coordinator for uh, Baylor back in the day. Apparently him and McGuire are really good friends, has a lot of respect for him. Saravo actually followed Rule to the Carolina Panthers uh, in that transition in 2020, I think it was. And uh, neither here nor there, like the defensive question is big because something that he keyed on was we will play defense at Texas Tech. And like how many times have we heard some kind of iteration of that? Not to dog him for wanting to do a good job as a head coach, but I think we're Texas Tech fans. um, That is simultaneously an exciting statement and simultaneously a very like uh, very desensitized to this. Yeah, we'll play. We'll, we'll we'll play defense. We'll put eleven guys out there. Yeah, I would do that. Whatever. Uh, let's just score more points. But I think there's a real genuinity with McGuire saying, you know, we're gonna play. And almost in, in you guys got to go back and listen to the presser. But I think when he was saying it, it felt like there was a real kind of emotion behind that. And you correct me if I'm wrong, Dylan. But it feels like you know McGuire has been watching Texas Tech from a distance. And as a big Texas Tech fan as he is, has kind of suffered along with us. And so it feels like, uh, you know, Matt Wells didn't have that sincerity. It was more of a business. And you can tell that from his pressers and conversations and stuff like that. But it feels like McGuire is kind of under the same, under the tutelage of suffering, I think the rest of us have been for the past decade. No, I, I, he's just as invested in this and this program is anybody else. I mean, yeah, I think he's been looking at this job for a number of years and, and that's obvious in his words today. So to see him bring that passion for Texas tech for Lubbock, I I think it'll go a long way in recruiting and I think it'll go a long way in keeping what Matt Wells has built. Cause I, cause I do think McGuire is coming into a better situation than what Matt Wells came into. And I think McGuire is going to keep it together. I mean, you look at um, I, last night, Marion Horn tweeted out that he's, you know, he's all in. He's committed. That's our top recruit, not recruited by Joey McGuire or not at least to Texas Tech. But, you know, our top recruits in, and then, yeah, you bring in three new players on top of that. And you, you've seen a, a handful of players and current recruits that all seem like they, they're going to want to stay. Um, I, I played for you an audio clip about him talking about the 6'9 freshman tight end who he's going to work into the offense next year. That's Mason Tharp, uh, I, I think. Um, so he, he's already <laughs> got plans you know, for some of these players. And so I, I think that's going to be his game plan today is to go talk to these guys and, and get them to stay on the ship, you know? And that honestly might be the most exciting part of McGuire's hire for me because he is such a relational coach and he had made that very apparent in the presser that his intention is to be a player's coach and he wants to know all his players. He wants his players to love playing for their team, playing for their coach. He wants their players to grow, to be pros in a number of different arenas that you are coming off of a tough season as a Texas Tech football fan, as a Texas Tech football player, um, <clears throat> where the losses have been close, or the losses have been massive and the wins have been close um, outside of Kansas. That with a coaching change, you're unsure, is your position coach going to be there? You know, is your playtime going to look the same? Is this, is that, is that, whatever. Well, McGuire gets hired, and then all of a sudden you have all of this affirmation from current commitments, people flipping commitments, um, people showing interest now in Texas Tech, that there is certainly this air of confidence that players have in McGuire that I think 
inspires uh, like inspires that loyalty, right? Or inspires some kind of loyalty. And whether it's to Maguire or Texas Tech is irrelevant if he's at the helm, right? It's not a big deal, especially if Maguire's like, I'm going to die here. Um, but you think that uh, players like Baron Morton, players like Taj Brooks, Eric you know, players like Kanma. Eric as a con, you know, all of these players who are kind of, we're thinking, are they going to get out of here? Are they going to transfer? Are they going to try to go pro? Not Baron Morton, but like, you know, there's all these questions floating around with the depth chart of this team that we felt confident. You, me, Albie, at the beginning of this season, it's like, it's like, this is one of the most talented teams Texas Tech has had uh, in a substantial amount of time. And so McGuire is like very much the glue that can keep a lot of the key pieces together. I'm not saying that's a guarantee. Everybody has their own dreams, has their own perp, like has their own ways that they want to go about thing. Like easy could easily go somewhere else if he feels like ah, this just isn't for me anymore. Or, like or pro, and that's fine. Or pro, and that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a conversation between him and McGuire. But I think if there's any athlete that still wants to leave after having an opportunity to talk to McGuire, then that's fine. At that point, you don't want that player playing for you because it's gonna be that's gonna be a that's gonna be a grind. So. McGuire is adding a lot of depth to Texas Tech from the get-go here. And I think that's part of the accessibility of hiring him so early outside of getting recruitments before uh, recruitment before the early signing period is like, how do you maintain, it's the same, it's the Adams question, right? How -hmm. do you maintain as much of this team as you can right now? And I think they went out and found that dude. Yeah, uh, I think that's probably one of the biggest bonuses is a he's he recruited before he was even on the job. Uh, He had three recruits in the bag before he even got to Lubbock. And and B, I think he's going to do a really good job of of keeping some of these guys in Lubbock. And he he mentioned this was after the press conference and somebody I don't remember who it was in the Guns Up Nation chat. Let us know that he knows he mentioned that we have one of the best receivers in the country. And I'm going to let him know that I want him to be a Red Raider. And so that's Eric Izukanma, which would be huge to keep a guy like that. Um, and, and yeah, I think just keeping the ship pointed in the right direction and then and building on it every week. And and what I really liked that he said was it, we need to develop players. And I think that's something we've missed out on the last few years is let's get in these freshmen Freshmen who, I think he mentioned it, who have the measurables, have the desire, who just maybe aren't there yet, and and work with them, develop them. So then two years, you know, they're a quality starter. They're an NFL caliber guy. And I think that's something we've been missing is player development. You know, Matt Wells has dipped into the transfer portal heavy, and I think that's because we failed to develop players. Yeah, I think that's an accurate statement. We've become very... Um... And it just, it looks so different, you know, for, we're talking about football today. Tonight we have a basketball game where Adams has done the exact thing we're talking about, uh, filling the need there and going to the transfer portal. And I think Wells in the same pool was like, okay, I need to fill need right now um, and, and save my job. He's not having like this wild success off of freshman, but it's encouraging to hear, like you said, McGuire say, you know what? we're going to develop we're going to be a development school we're not going to be that school that's branded as oh we're they bring in all the transfers and they just make it happen you know every other year or so like they get 
seven wins, eight wins. But he wants to develop a team that's built on relationship, genuine relationship, built on player development, and built on uh, real success. And I think this like well-rounded coach has been what we have been missing for so many reasons. Uh, but we're getting kind of getting kind of far about this press. We're about to go as long as he's talked. So I want to talk a little bit about before we close up here the offensive coordinator question. Have you thought about this at all? Because he mentioned in the presser, he says that he and Sonny Cumbie are really good friends. For me, point A, he and Sonny Cumbie are really good friends. Point B, McGuire uh, favors genuine, like people with genuine relationships to their players over X's and O's guys. And I can tell you from being recruited by Sonny Cumbie, Sonny Cumbie is one of those genuine people uh, as a player's coach I've ever met in my life. So fills that gap. Is Sonny Cumbie is Sonny Cumbie a favorite to be an offensive coordinator at Texas Tech? You know, so yesterday we had a Twitter Spaces, me and Albert. We had a Twitter Spaces just to kind of unpack some of this, some of the news. And um, I found it very interesting that they interviewed Graham Harrell after it seemed like they had already offered Joey McGuire the job. Um, so a piece of me wanted to say, okay, well, maybe they're interviewing Graham Harrell for OC. Now I'm starting to think they were just doing their due diligence. They just they felt like they had to give him an interview just to explore all their options. After today, and and all the things he said, and, and all the things he said about Sonny Cumbie, I would say there's a pretty good chance Sonny Cumbie is retained as the offensive coordinator, and I think that's just another another plus in trying to keep some of these players in Lubbock, and, and to continue recruiting West Texas. Which is another thing honestly, he mentioned. Honestly, I do agree with all of that. I think that I I, I don't want to lead you on. I want to hear your thoughts. I, I, but I do feel like that the way that McGuire was presenting it, I feel like he is somebody who respects Sonny's Cumbie, Sonny Cumbie's vision and his ability to develop and like uh, recruit and his ability to be relational with players. That I'm I'm sure that there's like a we will develop a successful playbook. Is like after the fact, right? That he's got this. He's got this confidence. I think that's what's so intoxicating for me is that McGuire has this confidence that, oh, no, no, no. We're certainly going to develop like the correct playbook. Like we'll develop the good defense. I just want to make sure we're doing it together. Like we're doing it as a family, you know, um, and really filling out like what he was talking about, you know, building this brand. Like what is Texas Tech's brand? And it's something I think you, Albert, myself have kind of danced around for the past couple of years we've been podcasting is, you know, what is Texas Tech's brand? Are we going to be this team? Or are we going to be this team? We got excited when Wells came because it'd be like, oh, we can be a running team. We can be that team. Um, that is kind of fleshed out in some ways and retracted in others. And so McGuire stepping in to the vacuum here, um, Everything ahead of him, I think, all the excitement of Texas Tech. We talked, we joked about, you know, Mike Leach would be a great unifier of the fan base, good or bad, uh, production-wise, but, like, would be the ultimate unifier. McGuire, really close second. I, I don't, I haven't seen, I've heard that there are some negative uh, comments about McGuire being head coach. I imagine those are the same people that are just generally unsettled by most things or upset by the very little in life. Because I don't see anybody looking at McGuire and saying, nope, that's a loss for Texas Tech. It's always been, that's a win for Texas Tech. That's a win for Texas Tech. What a win for Texas Tech. So if, if he didn't, what are your final if, thoughts? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I, okay. I was just going to say, if he didn't flip those people after this press conference, then what do you want? I mean, 
Uh, final, Honestly, I was everything right. Yeah, I mean, final thoughts. He said everything right in that press conference. Start out with the Raider Power Champ. Prove to us that he wanted the job and wants to be in Lubbock, and he will be a Lubbock lifer if he's successful. Uh, yeah, sorry, Matt Wells. Um, <laughs> it, he's going to recruit the hell out of Texas, and he's going to keep West Texas talent in West Texas. And I'm curious about that statement because there's a few potential commitments that uh, he could flip. He could flip a few Texas, Texas, West Texas guys back to Texas Tech. You know, I think there's a, a defensive lineman from uh, committed to Baylor that was, you know, recruited by Coach McGuire. Uh, Major Everhart is a name I'm kind of curious about. So, yeah, it's uh, it, it's exciting times. And I've got a new hashtag. You know, it was hashtag hire McGuire, hashtag hired <laughs> McGuire, hashtag McGuire inspires. <laughs> we not, we need we need to put that, that on Twitter. We need to put that on Twitter. I need to claim you that can one. put it. We'll post when we post the we'll post the pod. And you could hashtag it with that. McGuire, we'll McGuire inspires. <laughs> I think it's perfect. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, no, that's good. I like that. I think you make a lot of good points there. Um, said everything right. Uh, that's a good head coach. I think he exhibited a lot of energy, a lot more energy than we've been, um, that we've experienced with past coaches. I mean, the guy started out his press conference with a Raider power. I mean, that's that. Uh, how do you top that, man? How do you top that? Guys, West Texas through and through has a lot of experience, has a lot of stories involving Texas Tech, a lot of the coaching staff here. Um, the committee did good. I think that period. I think the committee did good here. Due diligence. They interviewed everybody if they could. Uh, we got kind of scared there for a bit. We got excited there for a bit, but I think we settled on the right coach for Texas tech going forward. Um, I'd love it. I mean, McGuire mentioned it. They'll be at Texas tech till he dies. I'd love it. If that's the case, we would love consistency here at Texas tech. Um, but we'll see how it pans out. There's a long, there's a spring ahead. There's early signing period. There's a whole spring ahead of commitment time. There's a whole summer of uh, coaching he'll be able to do to get his team ready for the 2022-2023 20, uh, season. But for us, that is all we have to say on Coach McGuire right now. So Red Raiders, stay tuned because we will be following this coaching change closely and we'll be keeping up with all the new recruits. We'll be talking about them periodically. And don't forget... That tonight is the first Texas Tech basketball game under the tutelage of Coach Mark Adams. Get ready to be excited. And as always, stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network.